This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms and opportunities for businesswomen to be seen and heard. This platform is for the women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine New Crazy Daisy podcast and I'm your host Trudy Simmons. Today I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Leanne Wheeler from Leanne's Look of Paint. Leanne, thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. Please tell us about your business. Uh, well, thank you so much for inviting me to. It's been uh, it's been really interesting to do it. Um, so, uh, yes, my name is Leanne. I run Leanne's Look of Paint. It's a decorating company. Um, I have been decorating for a number of years in and around Winchester. And I recently, I've used a lot of my experience, obviously decorating people's homes, but I'm in the process of launching a new course and um, help to help people learn to decorate their own homes. Amazing and very much needed, I would think, in this climate. Thank you. So what was really brilliant about your story was this investing in properties at the beginning. So tell us about investing in your second property and the secret panic you had each time you spent money. Um, okay, so it's, it's quite a funny story, this one, because I literally, bizarrely, sort of, we, we sold the property yesterday. So it's, it's quite a, it's a story that's kind of gone full circle. Um, but initially, the um, I took a risk. Um, I saw a property that I absolutely loved. Um, I knew I could make some money on it. Um, but I also loved renovating property at the time, which I think is sort of two two major aspects of what I do is to love what you do and enjoy it. But equally, it's also about, you know, creating money, um, you know, and, and in increasing wealth. Um, so um, this particular property, I could see it had potential. It was a beautiful Victorian property. It was sort of, un it had been unloved. These two old ladies had lived in it for years and years and it had, um, you know, bits and pieces done to it, but but nothing, you know, substantial. It didn't have a bathroom, for example. They had a little shower in a back room. Um, and um, I knew it had had great potential. So I bought it, I borrowed, um, my, my father had invested some money, lent me some money uh, in a previous project and he decided to keep that money in. So it was a deposit of 30,000 pounds, which, uh, you know, thought it'd be amazing if you could invest in Winchester these days with a deposit of 30,000 um, pounds. And, uh, you know, I set about renovating it. The day that it actually completed, the purchase completed, was actually the day of the run on Northern Rock, which, um, not to highlight my age too much, some people might might remember, but it was basically the day that the market began to crash, um, any credit dried up, so any money that I'd been promised to, to invest in the property to renovate it, literally just went, you know, evaporated. So here I was um, with a wreck of a property that wasn't, you know, habitable, um, and I somehow had to, you know, renovate it to, for it to actually be worth anything. Um, so I funded the, the renovations on my credit cards. I 
begged, borrowed, stole. If there was stuff in the property that I could sell, there was an old Victorian toilet that I sold on eBay and raised any money I could. Um, I let all the rooms out in the house that I lived in to some student nurses to pay my, my mortgage there. Um, and eventually got the renovation done. Uh, went to put it on the market and of course it wouldn't sell because the market had had died so there was a point where I was getting these lovely valuations uh, from estate agents saying to me it was worth you know this this huge amount of money but of course I couldn't realize that money all my money was tied up in this property and I, I was literally at the point where I couldn't couldn't pay my bills um, so there was a sort of a turning point um, where I had to really uh, get get some uh, sort of sat down and really had to get control of the situation um started to kind of work out a budget and a plan for how to pay that debt mm -hmm. back um and at the same time uh the property was i managed to get the property let out so there was a, a sort of a turning point where i then began to learn about letting out property mm. um, and the inc the regular sort of passive income that i could earn that way um but equally, there was a point where I began to really understand a bit more about how to um, budget my money a bit better and, and plan for the worst, I suppose. Crikey. And what a time to go through all of that. If I could just point out that when you said beg, borrow and steal, that's a phrase you didn't actually steal. <laughs> no, I didn't. Just checking. <laughs> um, what you said was that you decided to make a plan rather than giving up. But what drove you at that point? Well, I think I was in you know you take a risk and that's something that that I did that probably not a lot of other people would do I think you know that you have to be prepared to take a certain certain risk and make certain sacrifices I don't I was so determined to the whole premise of this originally was to begin to take control of my finances and my income you know I previously had a corporate life um I was you know on the outside it was relatively successful but I was just about making ends meet I had no enjoyment, no satisfaction in my life. And, I, you know, there I was, I sort of found myself at my late, my late 20s, early 30s thinking, well, what is life all about, you know? So the whole premise of this originally was to begin to control, take control of my own life and control my finances and take control of my income. So I was in this point where, you know, outside, to a certain extent, market forces had taken things out of my control, but I still had to see the situation through. Um, I still had to make the situation good. And um, so, you know, so, you know, that you have to sort of hit a kind of a low point, which I did, yeah. you know, really thought, my God, this is this is it. You know, am I going to have to declare myself bankrupt? Um, but there's always a point where if you're determined enough and you've got enough belief in yourself and that's what mm -hmm. so much of it is about, that you have to somehow hold on tight and sort of weather the storm and just have faith that it's going to come good. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what happened because I sat down, like I say, wrote out my plan, who I was going to start paying for, how I was going to start paying things, who I was going to pay first. I wrote to my suppliers that were still outstanding their money and said, you know, I'm in this situation, but I will pay you. you you've just got to bear with me a bit, you know? And, and um, so you've got to face up to the, the problems, honestly, um, but you've also got to have faith that it's that, that you can see it through and back yourself. I, what I absolutely loved about reading that was that the the communicating with the debtors, because it is so easy at that point of sticking your head in the sand yeah. and thinking it will all go away or I don't need to look at it. Or if I don't look at it, it's not really happening. And as you just said, that facing up to any problem that anybody's got in their business 
and and saying I'm going to communicate in a way that feels right like I'm doing the right thing was it was empowering to read it in the way that you did it good thank you well it's it I think now I think even more so I've got an appreciation of um small you know how how small businesses run cash flow is so important you know and all you know I've had customers who have taken their time sometimes to pay me and they don't realize I'm dependent on that to pay my pay my bills pay my mortgage you know I don't do this as a hobby I pay I'm living on this money and I don't think sometimes people realize that so um you know I, I think you know all these things are sort of it's all about good karma isn't it you treat people how you want to be treated yourself yeah. and and that was what I basically did I said you know I've got myself in this situation and yeah. but I, I, it will come good and I'll pay you and that was that was what I did so um so you know after the, doing all of that you then go back and get a corporate role why on earth did you then think I know what from this safe safe bit of my corporate role I'm going to start working for myself <laughs> Well, by that point, I had this, I still had this huge debt, you know, that I was chipping away at. So I had to go back to corporate life. Um, But in the mid, but I had established so much about myself and learned so much about myself. I'd established the fact that I love working in property. I love decorating. I love, it it wasn't just necessarily the the sort of making things pretty and, and, and all those sorts of things. I loved the actual kind of physical uh, creative process, I suppose. And um, so when I went back to my corporate job, it was it was to to pay the bills, pay the debts, pay the yeah. credit card, what was kind of left. Um, but it was equally it went back with a kind of like, well, I'm going to go back and do this, um, but it's it's means to an end kind of thing. So whilst I was actually in, in I relocated back up to London for the job, I was able to commute to an able skills college in Dartford and get my decorating qualification which I went every weekend and you know you had a little kind of room that you kind of practice and you did wallpapering and uh, and got my qualification and and that was then the point where once the, the debt was paid off I, I literally just packed up my car you know and, and came moved back to to Winchester and um, launched my my decorating business. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. What a journey. Um, if there was one lesson you've learned that every entrepreneur should know, what would it be? Um, I think it's in some ways it's adaptability. adaptability. Yeah. I think, you know, it's to back yourself and have that adaptability because that particular property um, that we, we were sort of talking about earlier, it, it was an initial investment of, of £30,000. Um, I sold it yesterday after 15 years. And, you know, what was supposed to be like a quick three months flip <laughs> took me 15 years to actually sell it. But if I'd sold it then, um, I never, you know, the, the things that I've been able to do with that mm. initial investment of £30,000, it allowed me to remortgage the place twice. I bought two other properties and now sold it yesterday and it will now allow me to fund further growth for my business. So sometimes things don't work out the way you kind of plan your time timeline you know you're quite impatient to get things done you're, you're impatient to achieve things but sometimes you've got to adapt and you've got to be prepared to kind of weather a bit of a storm but as long as you kind of hold on tight and kind of back yourself and have that faith it's going to come good it does amazing amazing what's your favorite business book um darren hardy uh, the compound effect which um I'm actually revisiting at the moment because uh, it's a very basic principle and it, but it is such a true reminder. It's all about doing a little thing each day, Mm. uh, which over time compounds, Um, but it applies to so many things. And I think sometimes you can get so worn down by 
you know, you don't feel sometimes you're making progress. And sometimes, you know, you'll have bad days or, you know, or things don't feel like I said to you, things won't come quite right the way you plan mm. them or the timing won't be right. But if you continue that faith and do something small each day to work towards your goal, it actually has a massive effect. And he gives several examples in his book, you know, relating yeah. to of situations um so it's something yeah that I'm I, again I'm re- it's like the third or fourth time I've revisited this book I love those books that you go back to because they make so much sense and when you and you know when you're forgetting it and you go back to it and think I've got to read this again because turning up consistently doing that compound effect is so important in everything yeah. that you do Leanne, thank you so much for telling your story for being so honest in the chapter and I can't wait for others to read it Oh, thank you so much. It's been so fun. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. And for even more inspiration, please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.